You're listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. We are partnered with BetMGM. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code PHNX. There's a few different uh, offers depending on where you live, but for your Arizona, but for our Arizona audience, you will get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Again, make sure you use bonus code PHNX. Check out the show notes for full details. And now, let's hear Shane Diefenbach with the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. All right, now, thanks, Shane. All right, earlier today, we were able to be joined by the lead dog, the head recruiting analyst for 24-7, the great Eric Bossy. Eric has a lot of thoughts on Arizona basketball recruits and what uh, Tommy Lloyd's strategy is and why he says that everybody should be patient. Let's, uh, let's check out from earlier in the day. Joined by National Basketball Director of 24-7 Sports, Eric Bossy. Eric, appreciate you hopping in right here on uh, your layover. Uh, how you doing, my man? I'm doing all right. Again, apologize having to come to you from the uh, Sky Club here at LAX and, you know, dress for travel, not for looking sly on a podcast. Not a problem at all, but let's talk about some, uh, let's talk a little bit of Arizona right here. Obviously, Wildcats get a commitment yesterday from Carter Bryant. What kind of player are they getting in Carter Bryant? Yeah, well, the first thing with Carter is I think this is one that <laughs> it seems like it's been a long time coming for Arizona. I think uh, Wildcats fans have maybe been waiting as long as last June or July for this to happen. So to finally get it done is, is a big sigh of relief. And Carter's a really talented kid. You know, we've currently got him ranked in our top five, and he's a big kid. He's 6'8", 225, 230 pounds. He's got skill. He can shoot at some. He's very, very bouncy. Um, he shows a lot of promise on the defensive end. He's had some really nasty, like, chase-down type blocks that we've seen. Now the thing for him is, okay, you're a top five talent. Now we need you to come out there and play like it on a daily basis. But no matter what, whether he's ranked number four, eight, whatever it may be, He's a big pickup for Arizona and certainly a guy that, given the lead that they were thought to have, it's, it's really good for them to, not, to lock that down and get a little confidence going. How does that work, too, especially in the recruiting scene, when you get a highly ranked guy like that? Um, does it maybe does it open other kids' eyes a little bit where you're like, oh, man, Carter Bryant, that's a top five kid. That's another person to look at. Or is that just basically kind of a one-off? I feel like it used to be that way. A little bit that the guys would see oh hey wow they got this top five dude maybe i need to take a closer look there but now the kids know each other so much better through social media right. and all the camps and everything like that that if it's one of their boys that they're considering playing with they're not really going to care where they go and also I, I think we've all seen that you know the package deals really don't come to fruition all that right. much but now we're mixing in NIL, we're mixing in all this other stuff going on. The, the old standards of recruiting don't exist, but at the end of the day, it's never bad to have good players, you know, other good players are going to look and see that, yes, there's something going on. Um, you know, it might not lure them quite as much as they, they might've gone in the past, unless there's a natural tie to that kid. But again, it never hurts because guys look and say, oh, okay, this guy's going there and making it all right. I'm, I'm going to be able to do that too. If I look at that route. 
Right. Now, what kind of impact do you see him making as a freshman? Probably a one and done, obviously. But what do you what kind of, you know, statistical, what kind of impact should Arizona fans be at least looking for? I mean, who who knows yet, if we're being honest, we're talking about a kid right. that hasn't even finished his junior year of high school, um, hasn't turned 17 years old yet. Right now, he's got a ranking that's based off of physical ability and upside, right? Um, his game right. is still coming together. Like I said, he can't shoot a little bit. He can put it on the floor. He's got some post-up game. He can play at the four or the three, but projecting him in a college lineup and where he's going to be, it's hard to do. Not only because we don't know where he's going to be at that point, but we have no earthly idea what Arizona or any other program's roster is going to look like by the 2024-2025 season with with the way things are today. But, you know, assuming he, he continues to progress and get better, you would hope that he's a guy that's able to come in and start and, and put up some pretty good numbers. And, you know, if he's projecting to be a, a one-and-done guy still by the time he gets on campus, you would assume that he's going to be an impact guy. Right. Fellow Arizona commit Jamari Phillips has been making uh, – has been, you know, playing pretty well this EYBL season. What's Arizona getting in him? He's a scorer. I think he's a little bit of a semi-undersized two-guard, but not really that undersized, about 6'2", maybe six foot three. He, he can shoot from, from outside. He's particularly good as a pull-up jump shooter. Um, he's lean, but he's also quite bouncy. Uh, quick, really good first step. He has to develop his overall handle a little bit, but confidence and being afraid to get shots up or going through stretches where he's quiet, like you might get with Carter Bryant at times, that's not an issue with Jamari. Like, that guy's out there. He's got kind of an alpha mentality as a scorer. And I haven't gotten to see him yet this spring. And I would have seen him in the winter, but he transferred from Modesto Christian to Compass Prep the week before I was supposed to see him with Modesto Christian. But all indications are he's been pretty good this spring. And I'm going to be seeing him this weekend down down in the Phoenix area at DYBL. Now, what do you think of Tommy Lloyd's recruiting strategy about, you know, pretty limited offers and we're going to really focus on a few kids and, you know, better be able to hit on those. What do you think about that? Yeah, of course, this is the hot topic among the Arizona fan base right. now, right? Especially right. in an era where it used to be that his his style was more the norm. You know, you don't get an offer until I speak to you in person or we have you on campus. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and keep quiet about who our targets are. But now with social media, assistance handing out offers, it seems like the majority of programs are out there offering a lot of guys casting a much wider net and, and just kind of letting the chips and seeing what they can do with it. Um, so I think you got to go with what works for you. Uh, Tommy, Arizona's coming off a pretty good year. Um, we saw right. what he was able to do helping to build Gonzaga. I know that there's some frustration right now, especially with the way things down, went down with Nemhard over the last week or so of his recruitment. But I think you've got to have faith in that guy. He's, he's made it to where he is by, by being who he is. Um, and I've been lucky enough to, to, to spend some time around him. And I, I think the world of the guy, I think he's a big-time leader. I think he's a guy that kids relate to. And I know things haven't been perfect for maybe the last four or five months with what, what you're hoping for on the recruiting trail. But I still think the guy deserves a longer, a little bit more chance and some more time to see if this is going to work or not. You knew what you were getting when you got him. You knew it was going to be heavy on the international side, and you hoped that the Arizona brand was going to be able to, to make a splash with some West Coast kids. And I think people forget about some of his successes. You know, he did get Kyle Boswell last year. And if you didn't know, he just turned 18. Um, you know, he was only 17 during the season. 
Obviously, that's a joke. But, <laughs> right. You know, right. I was going to say underreported fact. Yeah. Yeah. Very underreported. Like, I mean, I'm here to provide this hard hitting news. Right. But, um, right. You, you got, you got Jamar Phillips, you got Carter Bryant. There is success happening on the recruiting trail. It's just, it seems like when there's been some misses, they've been kind of very public and, you know, right. Out there misses that have caused a lot of discussion. It's just, it's just the way it is. You know, this isn't, this isn't something that's singular to the Arizona fan base right now. The transfer portal and the madness that it has caused, sports talk radio, message boards around the country, it is like turn them all into just madhouses. And I get it. You know, it's, it's a lot more to talk about. It's uh, microwave recruitment's happening really quick onto the next guy. And also the thing about the transfer portal is, as you know this, if you follow it, with most fan bases, whether it be Arizona, whether it be Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, West Virginia, you name it, the next guy that hits the transfer portal is the best guy. And it's the guy that you got to go get, right. whether or not he's even remotely a fit for your program or not. So it's just something that uh, I'm sure Tommy getting way back to where we were, I think Tommy's going to adjust his strategy a little bit. There's no way that they won't after, after some of the things that they've dealt with, but you know, the guy's a successful dude. I think he's going to continue to be successful and you got to give him the leniency to do things his way. Otherwise, why have him run your program? A guy that I'm kind of interested why, and, you know, he's not as highly ranked as the others, is K.J. Lewis under uh, Tommy Lloyd, mainly because Lloyd has done a really good job of developing raw athletes, raw players in the past. He's shown that here at the U of A. What do you think about K.J.'s potential under Tommy Lloyd's leadership at Arizona? So I think K.J. is definitely a long-term player, a multiple-year player, one of those guys that you hope you build up into like one of those kind of heart and soul of your team type dudes as a junior and a right. senior while he's athletic i would say he's more strong than athletic like of course right. around high school guys he looks pretty explosive and everything i'm not saying that he's not a good athlete he's he's a, he's, he's a very good athlete but he's also able to bully guys right now which is something that's going to be a little bit right. harder to do at pac 12 level um i love his defensive potential i think he can switch up and down even in a pinch defend a foursome because he's got enough strength uh He's, he's an unselfish guy. He's got to become more confident with the jump shot. He's got to be better at the free throw line because he draws a lot of contact on drives. But I think he's going to be a good player with time. And, he, and he's a kid that if you talk about a kid who wants to be at Arizona, this kid wants to be at Arizona bad. He's wanted to be there pretty much his entire life. So you need a few of those guys that are going to come in and hopefully stick with the process and grind their way through and, and – have some faith in the vision that the staff has for him. And I truly think they see him as a guy come in and play a role, provide some front toughness early on, and then let's develop him into a team leader during his junior and senior year. Okay, Eric, before we let you go, what do you think of NIL? And what does that mean for the future of college uh, basketball? I know that everybody's kind of seen how this goes as it unfolds, but do you have a crystal ball part of the pun on how this is going to play out? Man, <laughs> Something is going to going to have to give because there's so there's so many working parts of this right now, right? One, I think the majority of us agree that hey, these kids should be able to get something. There's a big huge pie out there. They're the ones whose work is generating all the income, and they've not been able to get any of it. Unless we're talking about old school NIL deals, you know, with the, the bags being dropped. But right. also, what NIL was intended to be is not what we're seeing right now. It was supposed to be. You get on campus and now you can profit off your name, image, and likeness. And 
frankly, it's basically turned into pay for play. It's turned into who can offer who the most, not who can get on campus and, and sell themselves the best and make a little extra. And, and that's all fine, but eventually there's going to be after some regulation of that, you know, our salary caps going to put in our, are there going to be more contracts? You know, a lot of kids are signing contracts with the collectives at various campuses when they get on campus. And the other thing that we've got to have is what we've got is a lot of kids who have agents that are calling around saying, Hey, you know, um, XYZ university offered my guy $350,000 a year, but you can offer me 400 for off them 400. We'll get them. Well, one, we don't know how many schools actually have those types of funds available to the collectives or whatever. And there's also no way to check to see, hey, has that kid actually gotten an offer like that? Or are we just bidding against ourselves because some guy right. slick talked to some of So those are the aspects that are really interesting to me of how they're going to play out because there's going to have to be some type of management. And, you know, we've basically achieved a pro model in college sports at this point. So... Right. You either need to, to get with it and, and accept that's what it is and, and quit years of sticking your head in the sands and, and figure out a way to make it work for everyone and at least have some type of regulation, not only for the school's benefit, but for the protection of the kids and protection of everyone involved. But it's, it's, it's going to be interesting because it, it's, it's wild right now. Um, there's no accountability in it. Guys are just out there. Coaches are out there lying about how much they can get guys. At certain programs, there's, you know, agents lying about how much their guys have been offered. And it's going to take a couple of years for this all to kind of shake out. You know, we're going to get to a point where, like, I'm sure there's some uh, ambitious reporter out there right now trying to dig up tax returns of players to see what they've right. actually gotten, right? Like, that's this, this is where we're headed. We're, we all know it. So maybe for once the NCAA can kind of get ahead of this get everyone together and figure out a solution that's equitable to everyone involved rather than just a free-for-all. He's Eric Bossy, a national director of 24-7 Sports. Eric, really appreciate you giving us a few minutes of your time, my guy. Yeah, appreciate you having me on. All right, we do appreciate Eric Bossy. There's a lot to unpack right there, but while we're unpacking this, why don't we talk about Circle K first? All right, you can make sure make sure you're not missing out on all this great stuff. Head to circlek.com backslash store locator to find Circle K's near you. All kinds of good stuff, as we've talked about many times. They service people throughout the entire uh, city. That's what they're there for. Circle K, check it out. You can get Polar Pops, you can get drinks, great deals. And my pick of the week is I am picking the Los Angeles Lakers to win game six against the Memphis Grizzlies. There it is. Take it down. All right. Now we got to talk about what Eric Bossy said, because there's a lot to unpack here. Um, first, you got to go with what he said. He said, you know, he's known Tommy Lloyd for a long time and that Tommy Lloyd, um, Tommy Lloyd gets it. And he said he understands the frustration of some university of Arizona Wildcat fans. And, you know, I mean, let's be honest there, there's, there's reasons for some frustrations because you only have seven players on the roster, but at the end of the day, the kids that he prioritized Carter Bryant, Jamari Phillips, he has here in that 2024 class. And like you said, if, uh, if Carter Bryant continues to develop, 
this could be a guy that puts up some pretty nice numbers as a uh, freshman. And that's something to uh, uh, keep in mind. All right. Dirty Dancer says, why is ESPN so terrible at rating kids? It's because they're not the, at the events. I'm not uh, I'm not uh, dismissing it or anything, but they're just not at the events. I've never seen an ESPN guy there. Maybe they are. I've never seen them. 24-7 and Rivals, you see there all the time. And I get, on three is new. But, yes, you see them there as well. Those are the three services that are actually watching these kids. So that's certainly something to keep in mind. Now, I thought it was interesting what he said, too, about um, – all three of these guys. I want to talk a little bit about uh, KJ Lewis as well. Um, about where he said, you know, he's he can be one of those heart and soul type players, and that's a good thing. I think a lot of a lot of times uh, people overlook somebody because of their rankings. Um, I'm a big KJ Lewis fan, and I thought he said that you know he could really be a really really good player as a uh, upperclassman. So wanted to be able to talk about that. But I also love too what he said about Jamari Phillips about he hasn't seen him yet this. Uh, but he's going to be obviously seeing him here in the next couple days. A kid that uh, can get to the rack, has some pretty good bounce, pretty good three-point shooter as well. There's a Again, there's a lot to like about him. And we're going to be talking about a bunch of different recruits right here at the EYBL, that's at the EYBL and BTH that are high school events like EYBL getting less eyeballs now in the portal. Um Yes and no. Arizona doesn't seem to recruit the portal very much, so you know that uh, I think that's a um, uh, that's that's certainly uh, <laughs> something to look at. But Arizona is definitely recruiting the twenty four twenty five class, and we're going to get to those in just a second here because we have a lot to get to. We have a very cool graphic as well. But first, I want to tell you about Shady Rays. All right, you might say, Mike, how can I look cool this summer? Shady Rays is here for you. Take your summer with the best. Sh- uh, take on summer with the best shades around fifty percent off. You can uh, when you buy two or more pairs. It's hot out. It's about to get even hotter out. If you live in the sun, you want to look cool and you want to protect your eyes at the same time. Check it out, Shady Rays, exclusively for our listeners. Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use promo uh, code PHNX for 50% off two pairs of uh, polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The shades rated five stars by 250,000 people. And as you know, tap and bottle, Scott Rebecca, Great people, salt-of-the-earth people. Check out their downtown location or the northwest side. Either one, it's great stuff there. And, uh, again, they do an amazing job when it comes to uh, uh, service, great drink. Uh, they got food trucks outside, great company. Check it out. Again, uh, um, tap and bottle. Okay, now, Jacob Franklin, if you could pull up the graphic that we have here, the nifty little graphic um, that uh, Sean DePaz just uh, put in there. All right. Here's the players that you need to know. And we're going to break these guys down position by position right here. Carter Bryant, uh, mega, mega recruit, top five guy in the country. We've talked about him at nauseum, and we will continue to talk about him because he's a superstar. He's the uh, highest rated player that Arizona's gotten since DeAndre Ayton. And he is a player that um, Tommy Lloyd prioritized. And let's be honest here. Tommy Lloyd, if Tommy Lloyd... He needed to prioritize the guys that he prioritized in the 2024 class. He needed to be able to get. And so far, he's gotten the two that he prioritized. Then you look at Jamari Phillips right there, top 25 national recruit. 
I have a feeling that this kid's going to be going up in the rankings, not down in the rankings. Um, and because there's a lot to like about him, as we've talked about, he can get to the rack. He can shoot threes. Um, Comes from a very good family, great head on his shoulders, and another guy, too, that uh, Tommy Lloyd wanted early on. Now, here's some other guys to keep an eye on right here. Some are, uh, some uh, almost all these guys will be at the uh, EYBL. Some won't, but most will. Now, Zoom Diallo, we talked about Zoom. Um, uh, Arizona's in it for him, but he's, it's really difficult to find out a, uh, how this recruitment is really going to play out because right now it's Gonzaga, Arizona, but you're also seeing that Kentucky is possibly in the fold right there as well. Anytime John Calipari gets involved, we don't like that. So not a huge, uh, uh fan of that. Dedon Thomas is fascinating though, because everybody keeps talking about 2023 kids. And what's great about, uh, Dedon Thomas is, he has the possibility of reclassifying, at, but he would be a mid-year transfer, i.e. he would come in during the uh, winter break and be eligible for that second semester. So if you could add him to a K.J. Lewis, he would certainly like it. Plus, he's a multi-year player. You can He can play next to Boswell. He could take over for Boswell if Boswell were to leave for the, uh, uh, the NBA after this year. But again, a lot to like about what Don Thomas can bring to the table. Then you got some other names you got to keep an eye on here. 2025 kids. Because, um, again, we talked about it. Tommy Lloyd's going to be prioritizing certain players, and um, there's not going to be a ton of offers. These are the kids to know. LZ Harrington, top 10 national kid out of St. John Bosco in California. You're going to start uh, seeing, a, uh, I think, a repeating theme right here, a reoccurring theme. Uh, 6'4", Projects right now is kind of a uh, one-and-done type. Um, lots to like about him. He's a, a really good guy. Then you got Giovanni uh, Ruff right there as well. Um, top ten or top 20 guy out of uh, uh, Long Beach Poly, Arizona's looking at. And then Coa Pete, massive, massive recruit. Check him out as much as you can. He's a Gilbert Perry top 25 guy. Okay, now. Uh, let's see here. We've got uh, Connor Johnson. Do y'all still want to go to the Big 12? Yes, I still want to go to the Big 12. I do not want to stay in the Pac-12 because, again, I believe that uh, Arizona would be better there. I believe the competition is better. And I would um, – I don't have really any faith in George Kliakoff or the powers that be in this spot. Um, now, I thought something was interesting about what Bossy said about the NIL uh, and that, yes – I think that the NCAA has to figure this one out because, like he said, this isn't really, I think, what it is intended to be. The NIL has essentially become a pay-for-play type scheme where in the past players were, uh, you know, players were essentially, you know, let's just call it the way it is, um, you know, you're basically paying players right now. Whereas with the name, image, and likeness, it was to profit off your name, image, and likeness. Um, because from jersey sales to, you know, whatever that case may be where you see a jersey in there, that is the kind of stuff that, um, uh, you know, we're supposed to be able to profit from. Not this, where... I mean, you know, let's just be honest here. Um, you're just paying out the highest paid player, or pay, high, paying out players. Not a huge fan of that right there. Um, now, 
so again, that's something that I'm going to keep an eye on. I think it's fascinating and how this is going to uh, transpire because I do believe that uh, uh, I do believe that you know uh, I do believe that there is going to be something in play right there. Now, all right, we got a lot of questions about the Big 12 and portal leads. I have no portal leads right now. I will know more later this week, as I said, or later next week. As we've talked about, this coaching staff is very, very compartmentalized. We are going to do this, then we're going to do that. Um, They're going to be watching uh, high school kids all week, and I think that that's something to keep in mind. Now, Dirty Dancer says, joining the Big 12 is basically a death sentence for football. I have no clue why you would think that. Again, you're a smart guy, smarter than me, but how is that a death sentence for football? Because you can make the case that in the Big 12, yes, the Big 12 is drastically better in basketball, but in football, I think it's pretty much about the same. Uh, It's negligible either way. It's certainly not a daunting conference in football. So I would disagree with you right there. Um, but uh, again, and there, uh, since everybody's bringing this up, the reason that I want to leave the conference, though, is because I have no faith in this. Look at this. The big, the Pac-12 right now is still trying to find a TV deal where it's based off streaming. Every other conference is taken care of right now. And this has been something that has been a problem for the Pac-12 for the longest of times in that um, you don't have leadership that really understands what that next uh, step is. You got George Kliakov comes in. First thing he said is we're not looking to expand while every other conference is looking to expand. Then USC and UCLA go out, uh, take or leave to the Big Ten right under his nose. Then the next thing he says is, um, well, we're not. Uh, he doesn't say anything about the Big Ten, but then he says we're not looking to poach Big 12 schools yet or something to that effect. I mean, come on, dude. I mean, this is a guy that just doesn't quite, I think it's fair to say he's just not ahead of the curve, but you got a lot of presidents too in the PAC 12, not our guy, but you've got a lot of presidents in like Michael Crow that don't really care about athletics, that this is far more of academics and that's fine, but you should call it the way it is. Um, I don't really see, like I said, I don't really see any drawback in football to the PAC 12. Um, but are to the big 12. So if you can give me a reason for that, I'd like to hear it, but I don't really see that one. Um, but again, and also I w- while streaming is the wave of the future, that future is not here yet. And there's a reason that nobody wants to be on streaming. There's a reason that nobody wants to be, uh, you know, essentially not on cable television. Um, so again, there's nothing to indicate that this PAC 12 deal is going to be good. And the reason that the big 12, uh, I have no faith that the PAC 12 deal will be good is because they're still trying to figure out a deal right there. Now, my plan would be always that I would leave with Colorado and I would like to uh, leave ASU behind. Jake Franklin can root for ASU in the Mountain West conference or the remaining PAC 12 conference right there. So Again, I, I don't really get that football. Uh, I don't really get that football uh, um, uh, comparison. Now, speaking of football, the NFL draft is here today. Arizona Cardinals on the clock, or almost on the clock. You might say, "Where can I go watch this game?" Thanks for asking. Four Peaks Brewery. All right, the best place to take in the NFL draft on April 27th is at Four Peaks, 8th Street Pub. For those of you who have registered, we look forward to seeing you there. Regardless where you're watching it, make sure you're uh, enjoying a delicious Redbird lager. Must be 21 years or up to it and enjoy responsibly. Again, I would pick uh, Will Anderson right here if I'm keeping that pick. 
Um, they won't. They probably won't pick him. They'll probably pick somebody else. But that's what I would pick right there. And our guy, Tucson native Bijan Robinson, very enthused to see where he goes. Very excited to see what he goes right there. Now, um, uh, that's kind of where we're at with that one right there. So again, Pac-12 uh, NFL draft right there for Peaks Brewery. And let's say your team isn't picking well, and you're a little frustrated saying to yourself, man, I wish that uh, we had done better. I need something to just make myself feel a little bit cooler. Oh, geez. There's so much more than gummies. They are about the culture and everything we do. They're truly about making the experience and weaving into the fabric of PHNX. Again, find them at your local dispensaries at ogsbrands.com. Must be 21 up to enjoy responsibly. And again, favorite flavors, you name it, they got it. Gummies, um, all kinds of great deals right there. Now, let's get back to some other questions right here. Um, Connor Johnson, and when we get $40 million from Apple, you'll change your mind. You're not getting $40 million from Apple. You're not getting close to $40 million from Apple. If that was going to occur, my man, that would have already occurred. That is all nonsense. Again, the reason that there is no deal is because the deal, the deals have essentially sucked. That's uh, – I hate, <laughs> I hate to really say that. What's up, Nick Howard? How you doing, my man? The deals have sucked. And that's where it is. That's uh, there's no way that Eris, that uh, Apple is paying forty million because these companies they don't get big by bidding against themselves. And yes, Connor, if you could come on here and spike the football on that one, because if every school was getting forty million dollars, that deal would have already been signed. It is not going to occur. Stop listening to John Canzano. Um, so, but back to Carter Bryant here. Back to recruiting. This is a time that we need to celebrate, Wildcat fans, because, you know, we've been beaten down a lot here. It was a tough loss to Princeton. We all know that. And recruiting has been kind of hit or miss. But if you're looking at it, big picture, I do think that um, – I do think that uh, it's this is very a very spirited affair right here, getting Carter Bryant because it shows too that when Tommy Lloyd gets a priority recruit in mind, he goes ahead and he brings that guy and he gets that guy, and I think that's what's exciting about this entire process. He's already got Jamari Phillips in there as well, so let's see what he continues to do right there. But again, he's getting it. Um, it's not going to always be easy, but so far so good. Um, now again, looking forward to the EY, uh, uh, let's see here. Connor Johnson, Apple is known to pay a premium. And how do you all know the value of a turnkey product like the PAC 12 networks? Again, if this was no, this was already going to happen, Connor, this would have happened. Every school would have signed up for $40 million. These companies don't get rich by bidding against themselves for absolutely no money. It's a, uh, again, the Pac-12 is in a terrible spot right now, and everybody knows it outside of about two reporters. So that's something to keep in mind. Um, but recruiting, recruiting, recruiting. Jacob Franklin, if you could pull that graphic up one more time, I really like this. These are the names to keep an eye on this weekend, and there's some other guys as well. We're going to have a short coming out about this here in a little bit. A couple other names to keep an eye on as well. Elijah Williams, Monty Williams' son, plays at a Scottsdale High School. Cam Holm, you might remember his uh, brother, Deron, uh, uh, Deron Holmes. And then LeBaron Falone, a kid that was committed to Auburn. Okay, Jacob, thanks. A kid that was committed to Auburn. 2024 point guard, Arizona has reached out. Arizona is showing interest. We like to see that. So 
We'll keep everybody up to date on how all of this uh, transpires. As far as the transfer portal goes, I'd love to sit here and throw you names. I don't have any names. I'm hoping, though, that on Monday we can have some names right there. But recruiting, that's going to be the focus of this staff pretty much this entire uh, this entire weekend. Um, now, uh, we're going to sign off here in a second, but going to be back with you tomorrow going to be a little bit earlier we're going to have everybody and we're going to break down she and myself are going to break down every single player that arizona is going to be looking at during this the vybl it again this is a pretty cool event everybody you get to go up there you get to watch a lot of different guys um and uh you get to watch a lot of different players up there, and you get to kind of see who the uh, coaches are following and whatnot. So, again, we'll be out. We'll have a long podcast tomorrow. But, again, big thanks to Eric Bossy. He was absolutely fantastic here. And uh, Carter Bryant, again, this is now a really, really good uh, – this is now a really good time to be an Arizona Wildcat fan. Connor Johnson, all of those numbers you're throwing out are total nonsense, but we like you nonetheless. Okay, on that note, we're going to sign off right here. Jacob Franklin, you're the man. We will talk with you tomorrow. You have been listening to the AC Wildcats podcast.